Booyakasha! It's Micah, not Gage. I tried my best Gage impression. Uh, but we're back. We have a guest. Chad with a J. Jad. Yes, sir. From Ottawa, Toronto. YouTuber, uh, man of social media. Like one of the OGs in the YouTube um, kind of push. Uh, I know that it's a common thing that's going on around right now. But he's not your common YouTuber. He's not your like hop on the bandwagon. He is the maker of the bandwagon. Jad has about like... Wh- what you, 1.8 million subscribers on YouTube, I believe. Am I yeah. accurate with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something insane, like that, dude. Like Congratulations that. on that. Thank I know you, that Thank takes, you. oh, that takes some time, energy, commitment. I don't even know. That takes a lot of different things to try and get to a number like that. That's a huge number. So, props to you for that. And now, Jad, which we're gonna talk about on the show, um, is is like, would you say CEO or like? Um, just Starter like kind of part, of part owner, partner. part owner, part owner. Yeah, partner. Okay. Okay. So he's a partner and part owner of a new product called Boardball. Uh, we're going to get into this a little bit, but first off, Jad, thank you for coming. Yo, dude, are you sure you don't do the intros, man? That was pretty good. My guy's got a little <laughs> intro skills there. I'm, no, I'm, lie, I'm sure. I'm good. sure. Our other guy is notoriously bad, which is kind of why we keep him on it. <laughs> the charm, the charm. Like, yeah, yeah. He's so, he doesn't get anything right. He'll pronounce everything wrong. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way we go about it so we try and keep it like we're trying to keep to the to the what is it our mo yeah yeah that's you know it's our image it's our mo it's yeah, our image it. we do terrible intros but <laughs> hopefully hopefully i did an all right job no for sure man thank you guys so much love what you guys are doing like, i don't know i asked them to be on this podcast that's how you know i want to be part of this thing so like he actually really did i on. i so, met yeah. I met Jad through um, Kofi, who I played with at UCLA, um, and you met Kofi through a mutual friend, I believe. Yeah, I met Kofi through a volleyball camp, actually, that we went to. Uh, it's kind of like big in Canada. It's called Madawaska, and it's kind of okay. like, you know, the big talent through Canada kind of goes through that camp, like uh, Melissa Humania Paredes, who's on okay, the yes. national team. A couple other, like, notable names on the national team right now for Canada, like, have all kind of floated through that camp, so it's, like, okay. great for networking, meeting people, and... Right yeah, I've, I've gone really close with uh, with Dane and Kofi through that. So right, right, right. Yeah, and then you came out to LA. I know I, you came over to our spot in LA a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the UCLA house. That that yeah, was a way bigger house than I thought. Like any house dude. could be. Like it's like fifty rooms. Like I was like, how many people live in this thing? Like people <laughs> playing Fortnite in one room. Dude. You know, it was it was really cool. So yeah, Kofi. Uh, I wanted to come back. I was going through LA a lot for like the whole YouTube thing. Right. And so um, Kofi's like, you know, come check out our, our volleyball house. And yeah, man, it was cool. You guys had a nice like team, a little team bond going on over there. Yeah, we found a gem. I don't know. I think the Parks brothers found that for us. But we were in the we were not where we were supposed to be. Like we were <laughs> yeah. we had no business being in that. Yeah, neighborhood, I saw but... I saw your like 80 year old neighbor. Like, maybe, oh, man, you know, it, like... Was like <laughs> so... it was quick, but it was quick math, man. Like they just convinced us like, hey. Eight, like seven, I think the rent was like seven or eight thousand, but they're like, we divide that by 11 people, and all yeah. of a sudden, we're in a house like that is next level for like a reasonable rate. Mm-hmm. And so, for LA, I don't know right? why, so. yeah, 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 for LA, especially Westwood, because they just charge these students a lot. But, anyways, that's a riff. We're gonna hop on right now. You're doing board balls, right? Yeah, so right now, I have a few things on the go. Of course, I'm still doing my YouTube channel, and then, like, you know, I've been able to come across other opportunities with like uh, different types of channels that aren't necessarily my face. So kind of working on those behind the scenes and then 
going really hard with board ball, like kind of like almost full time in the swing of things. Um, it's, it's great. Like the community that's been built off it in, in its own way, it's kind of breeded its own life. So like, it's been really right. exciting to work on board ball with like creating content, TikTok this, yeah. going out different meetups, we're touring. It's been really cool. They, you guys are going to tour. Yeah. So we have like, you know, we're kind of similar to your vibe. You know, we have people in different places, you know, all, right, all across right, the right, world. Right. So, and uh, people have been like, uh, you know, coming on board to like kind of be ambassadors reps. So we, right. we just had a tournament in Arizona. And so wow. we had like, is a that your meet. first board ball tournament? Um, we have one in Toronto last year, like kind of okay. pre-launched to, uh, you know, get people playing, but okay. like, you know, first official in the States where, you know, States is kind of the main playground for, right, for all right, sorts right. of business. So yeah, Arizona and we're doing San Diego. We've done, we're doing Florida in May. So it's, it's been Sick. great. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to put like, for all those people listening, we're going to put the board ball stuff um, in the bio or however we do it. It'll be connected and you guys can go check yeah. that out. But briefly, before we talk about it in depth, I think we should explain exactly what it is so people can have an idea of um, the sport or the game that we're even talking about. So what's the best way that you would describe it? Yeah, so essentially board ball is a way to play volleyball on the go. We, we noticed and like, you know, growing up, I played volleyball and I found myself playing more basketball, more soccer, because like you can't really just play volleyball for fun out on the streets, in the parks, on the sides. It's like, right. how can you really play Access. volleyball? There's Access. just a lack of like accessibility. Exactly. Other than, you know, renting a court at a beach or buying a, a full net that you have to really set up takes right. a while where we figured, you know, let's let's play volleyball on the go. Let's get volleyball like more accessible to play in a new format a new game so we essentially built and you know designed this board it's a square board and it has uh these kind of angles on the side of the board because if it was just a square it would kind of just tap off and just kind of like you know if you hit it on the side of the board it would just kind of flutter but we were able to introduce a way where if you hit it off the side of the board it's kind of like a reset in volleyball it's kind of like a block touch where you reset your own touches kind of like you messed up so you get to reset so yeah, essentially in a very short, basic way without getting into like the rules, it's a, a mobile way to play volleyball with a very easy setup to, you know, get people playing more. So to, to go off of that, one, the first thing that pops into my head is like, you know how they have those ping pong tables in parks that are yeah. actually like not a net, but they're like rainproof. They're like stone and like maybe even stone nets. I don't exactly remember how they set it up, but I just had the idea of like, because you're talking about accessibility, if you guys were able to make it something where it's stationary in a park, yeah, like, yeah. Because like, like you said, like you go to a park and like the rims are there. You don't have to set up a basketball court. You have to set up a volleyball net, and it takes forever. And then you have to bring it, and like the accessibility mm -hmm. is just not there. And that's why you get so not. You just get so much less people playing it and running upon it because uh, exactly. it's not there. So to set up like a board ball like drill it in so no one can steal it. Yeah. It'd be a sick way to kind of like get the sport going. Cause people guarantee would come across it and be like, what is this? And then like, just try and make their own game off of it probably. And then they'd probably run into you guys and see how it's played correctly. But that's just an interesting, that would yo, be I like this. We need to get that. you on some uh, consulting <laughs> ideas, my man. Like that's, no, no, no. If we get in contact with some parks and stuff like that'd be sick to just, yeah, that would be and like, 24 seven play. Say, like, 
Like, no, you can't put something that kids are going to play. Like, it's a park. This is what it's meant for is people to be able to have fun and exercise. Like, why are you going to say no to us? Exactly. Like, we're not charging you anything. We just want to put our little thing here and let people play. And yeah, that's a good point on like how rims are already set up. Soccer nets are already set up like everywhere. So, you know, it's really, really rare. You'll see a volleyball net permanently Super. set up somewhere to play and when there is one i feel like there's some people like messing around on play. it yeah like a there's at least play. messing around on it and like oh okay what is this like and trying some stuff maybe even with a basketball or whatever but at least they're they're touching it in a way that like no one else would if you don't have the court there you're getting involved in volleyball and we get a lot of our players from basketball that just like stumble upon volleyball and then love it exactly and then quit basketball and we're like Wow, like if people just tried this, we'd be in a good spot, but no yeah. one would try it. Exactly. So for the that's it's good for the whole of, of volleyball together. Like, you know, we have it branded as board ball. It is its own thing. It is its own kind of like for sure. Board itself, but it is ultimately in the realm of volleyball, like a sister kind of thing to volleyball. So So I had a question. Sorry, that was just a, that wasn't a question. That was that was like more of a comment. But so we, I feel like we've seen a lot of playoffs of volleyball. Like we have yeah. spike ball. We yep. actually had the CEO Crossnet. of Crossnet on here. Yeah, I don't know if you if you've heard of Crossnet, but they've been Crossnet up for too. sure. Yeah, Crossnet's sweet. And I know yeah. like Sam Pedlow's involved in that, and he's yeah, yeah, I think he he's is, been yeah. in the Madawaska reign too. So we know him pretty well. Okay, and, dope, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had that guy on, and I feel like it's like volleyball has a certain attractiveness of like creating games off of it that other other sports kind of don't what yeah. what drew you guys to that and like um what are you going to try and do to separate yourself from a spike ball or a cross net like because i feel like that's a space that's starting to get more and more saturated yeah for sure like that's a that, that's a great question there's so many different ways to play right cross net's kind of like that one-on-one angle spike right. ball is kind of that like um you know, it's a it's a smaller ball. It's, it is fundamentally much different from volleyball in a sense that you're playing mostly one-handed, right? And and cross net is also mainly one-on-one. It's not necessarily. It's more like a casual in a way. You know, you drink with your friends, you hang out. Whereas we really wanted to stick to the fundamentals of volleyball. It's two on two in board ball. It's much like beach rules, where you know you have your partner. We have that competitive style of play where, you know, you you can turn it up in the skill level quite a bit. There's a lot of really good volleyball players that have been playing uh, board ball and being like, damn, this is like an insane workout. I'm getting so many quick touches. And so that's kind of what we're sticking to in the bread of butter is staying in the fundamentals of volleyball, where the rules are the same. We really want it. We really want people who play indoor and beach that, you know, you can use a board ball as a way to get touches in the off season too because you know when you're spiking it off that board and it's coming at you quick you it is essentially like you're digging a ball in a way you know it's not coming down it's not coming at the at the the speed necessarily but you are really mobile and you are really moving so right right, that is the fundamental way that we can kind of be different from these crew is like we have that competitive side we have that casual side and it's Volleyball, volleyball, volleyball. Right, right. So the the proximity of it to a, to the techniques of volleyball is just a lot closer than a cross net and a um, spike ball. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's played a with ball. a volleyball. 
It is, is played with a volleyball. Exactly. Okay. And and I saw that video. So you, so you sent me that video and that rally was sick. Is it within the confines of half of the volleyball court? Or is yeah, that always the case? So we have the official rules. So when we get to that competitive play, like when we host these tournaments, there is a, a, a court that is okay. the, approximately the size of one half of a volleyball net. Because otherwise, you would be just cranking the ball all yeah, day long. Yeah. So we do want to be in ins and outs where there's some kind of skill to place it on that line, like in volleyball, right. you know, you want right, to serve right, the right. line, you want to hit the lines. So we do have that, but at the same time, it is great because people have been, you know, playing with their own rules. Some people, they like to play with that deep ball, right. like anything goes, just <laughs> yeah. dig that ball up. Like, you know, when you, when you're a kid and you keep the, the balloon up, like a, a balloon <laughs> that you sure. play, like, they're, they're, it's just kind of like a frenzy in that way. So right, we do like when people, you know, play how they want to play, you know, but if yeah, you want to yeah, get yeah. to a competitive, you know, that level at the elite level, there is the the lines that we uh, provide when you do purchase a board, you have an option to include the lines in as well on our website. Okay. 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 Cause that, that stood out to me and Joe immediately. We were like, Oh, I really like that. There's actually a boundary because in spike ball, like at least when I've played, Man, if I hit that thing hard enough and we're like with people that aren't spike ballers, like it's going to take you a lot of skill to get that thing in two touches back to a place you can hit it on the net. And then if you do, we're just going to do it. Like it's not as strategic as much as it is physical. Yeah. And once I saw that line, I was like, oh, this is actually like can have some serious rallies and some like gamesmanship to it that spike ball doesn't. I thought. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like just going off that, we found that, you know, some people with volleyball, it's a height driven sport at the end of the day. Um, mm -hmm. You do have to be, you know, some sort of height, unless you're, you know, of course you got your liberos that are, are playing their thing, but liberos love board ball because they have oh, a chance I'm to sure. finally swing. And like, you know, people of all shapes and sizes, you know, especially like with volleyball to serve a ball over the net requires a level of strength that, you know, not everybody has who's developed or has done sort of strength training, but with board ball, we have, you know, any shape, any size. Right, right. It's a lot more inclusive. Thing. It's a lot more inclusive in that regard. And like, you know, we have people who like, they're scared to play volleyball because you know, when it's their turn to serve and they're there and they know they're going <laughs> to miss the serve and they're scared. Like it's really like inclusive in that way where people aren't afraid to serve and, and go for it. So Joe, you can chime in anytime you have questions. I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions, but I'm genuinely okay. curious. So you had mentioned that some people are doing it with the lines, some people are doing it without. Are there, yeah. me and Joe and um, Gage, who's not on the call, love the fact that volleyball is um, such a versatile sport. You can play at beach, you can play at grass, you can play at twos, threes, fours, fives, sixes on the beach. Yeah. Um, like dirt ball in some of these other countries, like crazy, in crazy ways. What are some like spinoffs that you can see coming from board ball? Because I feel like boardball can be very versatile as well like you said with the lions or like there's there can be four touches or two touches or yeah like people can really create their own stuff off of this if you really give them the reins Is yeah there any that you see coming and any that you're interested in yeah so like it's funny you say that because we get like you said videos of you know people playing how they want to play right right and so we designed it as a game of twos but we have gotten clips of people running threes fours and they're doing like 
serve to set to like shoots like design plays right on you the got multiple ball. people going different exactly ways and, and it's like a 360 one. sport you know so they're coming from in front like it's insane and like you know with defenders 360 as well you're you're For shooting sure. by opponents and like you know you're dodging interferences and i think that would be really cool if there was you know fours fives like Especially like you mentioned in volleyball, like um, in the Asian leagues where they do nine on nine, nine man. Yeah, nine man. Like, that's crazy watching <laughs> yeah, nine man, you know, when they're hitting off the net and they're like six blockers. Like, nine man board ball would be insane. But so, yeah, so, just like, like the strategy to see, like, because it isn't, like you said, it, which is a cool point, it's a 360 sport. It's almost like, I think cricket is like a 360 sport in a, yeah. in a weird way. But yeah. like if you see two people splitting and they can both get set, then your two defenders have to then like decide which guy, which angles they're taking and for where they're going to be placed. And then yeah. another question, can you block or no? So you can block in board ball. You can block. You just can't, you can't hover uh, like over the board. There has to be, your block has to be outside, um, outside the top of the rectangle. Kind of like, um, when you're going over on two in volleyball, you can't necessarily reach over. It has to be on that third hit that you can reach over in volleyball. Okay, for a block. Okay. So it's kind of uh, like that. So you you can't be completely hovered over. You have to be on the side. But we have seen some blocks where there's stuff blocks. It's it's crazy to see. It's, it's so a big sad. level of skill. Um, right. And like that's the thing that we haven't gotten. Like, you know, in volleyball, you there is that ceiling right now where you know – this is how good people can get really, you know, right. the exciting thing about board ball is, is almost every week I'm seeing a different play. I'm seeing yeah. people, I'm seeing people jump off. their like, you know, if they're running twos, like they're, they're in the air spiking on the side, they're right. doing all these crazy kind of aerial movements. And what you're saying that you brought up that point where if you're running sets with, if you're doing four on four or something, and you have a set play with two guys approaching, it's like, where does the defender, where do defenders stand at that point? Right, so right. that's what's been really cool is envisioning these like insane new creative kind of Yeah, ceiling. it's like, const- it's literally evolving as, and like you can't even, as creators, imagine really, you put out the product, but you can't imagine the stuff that comes from it. Like, exactly. which is, I think is so cool. Like you put it out and you just have this vision of like, okay, this is how I think we're gonna play. And yeah. then someone sends you a clip of a block and you're like, we literally wow. created this product without even thinking of this. Exactly. Like, like, and then boom, it, people are double blocking, triple blocking. And you're like, oh, there's no angles to like, now you're going to try to go block out. Yeah. Like, which is just like the, the, the possibilities I'm sure are going to become ridiculous. And Mike and I last year, we're just create. Yeah. We, we love, as Mike was saying, we just love creating different types of volleyball we were playing games where you have to like hit it outside in the holes of a volleyball that we we love like creating spin-offs and if someone oh, like in like, between the net and the, yeah. and the hole <laughs> that was the only way you could get the ball over and we were just like yeah we get really creative because we, Whenever, we don't like the, traditional what, volleyball i think coaches also like just with our uh team and that's why mike is asking the rules because whenever we're given like a set of rules the first thing is always like all right how do we like figure out ways around oh 100 <laughs> yeah bending the rules rule benders hundred percent yeah that's kind of always our way of thinking so but yeah it's super cool it's a sweet game and just having the presence uh on the beaches and stuff i think is the right way to go for you guys so 
uh, totally makes sense, and it sounds super fun. I've never personally played. Mike, have you played at all in person? Board Bowl? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, the first time I'd heard of it was when uh, Jad hit me up. Yeah, I got to get you guys a board, man. I got to get you guys playing some board. But I think you guys would seriously love it. Like, it's oh, so no. yeah, I think we'd it come sounds... up with some new style styles of play, too, which uh, which could be pretty interesting. That's that's always our thing of our brand. Is like when we go play tournament, we play like everybody always says, like, we play like a different style always in vo- like regular volleyball stuff, too. So that's like our kind of like kind of approach to, to games always is we always try to figure out other ways. <laughs> we never like to be. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's super cool. That's so sick. The uh, for you guys, what do you uh like in in your five year plan? What's like your guys's uh goals here in the next couple of years? If you- yeah, for sure. So um, right now we have um, you know we're we're relatively we don't have these uh, like millions of dollars of backing. We don't have this monstrous corporation. We have a a, a, a solid team. And um, we've sold through all of our boards through our first production. And so we have production round number two. Thank you so much. That's really good. We have production round number two on the way. And, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from people and we've gotten a lot of um, different kind of um, routes that we want to take. So right now our board is slightly, it's, it's really durable. We wanted to make a product that was insanely durable. It didn't break if you spiked it off of it. And, um, you know, we wanted to just ensure that there was no problems with the manufacturing, but at the same time, we want to get it in as many hands as possible. Like that's like the main thing. So right now we're, we have our next production of boards and we're going to uh, sell through those. And as soon as those are sold, we're going to be working on a lighter, newer product so that we can really drop the price point quite a bit because right now it's it's an honest price and it's, it's such a great product that it justifies like you're not buying this again you know sometimes when you buy like a plastic thing a little game on the side you know a thing breaks you pretty much have to buy a new one like right away you're kind of bummed about it so uh we're working on getting the price range down to just get in as many hands as possible so that you know if you're going to a cottage or you know you're going you're stopping by a you know, some sort of uh, Home Depot or whatever it is, and you want to get some sort of camp style game that like people not only who love volleyball can play. Right now, we're really targeting people who love volleyball, people who love sports, but you know, we don't have that cottage going, just casual uh, consumer. And so in the five year span, we really want it to be like globalized and anybody who just wants to play a fun park game can afford and pick up a board ball. Okay. What is that uh, material that you guys are using now? And what is, um, I guess, the material you're going to try and switch to? Yeah, so the, the material we're switching to is going to be developed by, we have like a, we work really closely with like a professional like engineering team. Okay. So the first runaround was our CEO, like just kind of like worked with a Chinese manufacturer to just kind of make it work with like, we have this like kind of like, it's, you need to have like some sort of light kind of like fiberglass kind of equipment. And like okay. the, the rubber where we have on top is a super specific type of rubber, because if you were to just hit it off a board right now, it would, it would be kind of clunky and it wouldn't really like absorb and bounce cleanly. Okay. So the rubber we use, it has these like kind of ridges in it so that when you're hitting a ball off it, it absorbs into the board. So it's not going to break the board. Okay. It kind of absorbs the impact, but it doesn't go off that and take away from the bounce. So 
right, right that's right. what we're using right now and the, the board right now it weighs in the 20 pound range so wow that's a heavy duty board it's a heavy duty board exactly but even for it, shipping and stuff i'm sure that gets for kinda... shipping exactly so it's, it's it's fine for now right it's great we're working with it and you know everything flows well but of course we want to have kind of like a foldable yeah, um you know you yeah, kind yeah. of attach it you have to make some attachments yourself so right. that way you can just fit it into a backpack right now right. there's a really great handle on it and the assembly there is no assembly you you right. get the board you fold it open you put up the legs and you're playing so like that's a really great thing is that how easy it is set up and we have zero complaints about that and then to just put it away you fold in the legs you uh fold in the board and then you're on your way again okay. so that's, maybe uh, that's maybe that's the tournament board exactly so that's maybe what we're going to be the... shifting to in the future is the board ball that we're going to be producing in the future is going to be called board ball and then these kind of heavier dutier boards are going to be board ball pros perfect okay. yeah that makes a lot of sense so you know for their elite competitive players you do want that right heavy duty because you know we've we, it's funny like we put 500 pounds worth of dumbbells and like weights on the board and it just it, it lifted it like completely i was fine. gonna say because that thing's gonna take a beating yeah like you said like that thing is really gonna take a beating it's not something you want to build cheap because yeah. that thing with three hits from like a legitimate person if you're going to try and cheap it out, it's like, it's going to go down. And then people are going to be like, uh, we can't buy this every time we're going to play. But exactly. at the same time, it's like a, it's, it's a middle point. They were like, but at, like, we do want it accessible and we want people to be able to carry it around and not be 20 pounds. And so I'm sure exactly. that's going to be a project for you guys. Luckily I don't have to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of like trial and error, but we have had zero boards break. We've had zero boards wow. like, Mal, like malfunction in that regard of like yo we just spiked it way too much and it and it chipped or broke right zero of that and at the same point or at the same time our price point is so like um reasonable that like you know instead of you know like buying a basketball net is way more expensive and 100 like, percent, yeah you get those things hundreds if not thousands of hours of entertainment and accessibility and playing with this it's just a one-time investment and you're playing forever right. so like you know People not so knowing you're not gonna have to buy another spending. one yeah sometimes that's, a, that's a, like i feel like people just have their things or they're like oh boom they buy something for a thousand dollars and i'm like you're gonna buy that freaking what is it a shoe for a thousand dollars wear it twice but you won't buy like something a phone that you people are just odd yeah with their like, like like you said this thing is gonna be your whole life you can have so many great memories and experiences and play for thousands of hours and they're not willing to spend something that like is going to be involved in their life that much where they're going to blow it on something else. Yeah. It's pretty confusing, so, but yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the great, that's the great thing about the feedback that we've gotten is that people have just been said, yo, this is so worth it. Like, this is insane. Like how has it not, like you said, you play and you've seen some big heavy hitters on professional volleyball spiking a ball. For like, sure. So it's it's been working out really well so far. I, I feel like that. I feel like my brother would be one to test the strength of that. My brother, <laughs> he gets he's some of the one of the hardest hitters I've ever seen. Mike Mike is up there too, but it would be it would be pretty intense to see. Well, Yo, awesome. we should we will do that one day. We gotta film some content like De totally biggest board boss spiker. Like let's let's make this happen. Totally. Yeah, we could. To that's a that's so that's another angle we wanted to try and ask about. It's not in 
it's not as much of a focus on the board ball, but what have been, we're in the content creation earlier stages. We're kind of jumping on your bandwagon. Um, and in terms of like learning a little bit from you, what have you learned throughout your process of YouTube? And like, what do you think it leads to a successful YouTube channel or like, what kind of advice would you have for people out there? Not only volleyball players, but people out there that are trying to start their own kind of media thing going. Yeah. So a lot of people who, when they're making content, they get really discouraged at times. And they also expect a lot of results relatively quick and not knowing that, you know, it's like a huge, you're, it's like that, the, the story of carrying the boulder up the hill. And then like, you know, it's a really slow burn on, in terms of like, unless you are some amazing pianist or you have some innate, insane skill that the world <laughs> right, wants right, to see. Right. Like if you're just, you know, hopping on the board, I want to, you know, make content, provide people some entertainment. Of course, consistency and rhythm is like 100% the most biggest thing because people upload a video, they'll tell their friends and family to watch it. They will watch it, the friends and family. And then, you know, maybe on second run, third run, you know, the friends and family aren't watching it so much and the views start to go down a bit. And they're like, damn, this isn't working, you know? So I'm gonna, you know, just stop. So you have to really be creative in the way that you're just constantly revolutionizing and bringing in new content. But at the same time, staying consistent because, you know, humans, people are, are rhythmic. We work in rhythm, we work in habits. We work in every day when I wake up, I know I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna listen to this podcast. I'm gonna check this out. So if you are there every day and they know they can, after work, they're going to be ready to watch, you know, Micah and the podcast and they're going to be stoked on it. Then that's like a huge thing. But at the same time, keeping things fresh and staying new is really hard. There's so much out there. Right. But yeah. you know, not too many of what you're doing. So I found you guys for a reason. So keeping it up and not, you know, letting things slip by of, oh, damn, I have this thing on Thursday, so maybe we'll film the week after. It's like, damn, like, can't really be affording to do that anymore. Right, right. So, yeah, especially with, like, TikTok is, like, a huge thing. Are you guys on TikTok? Is the podcast clips on TikTok? Yeah, I believe they are, yeah. we. So we need to be way better about getting podcasts. We are on TikTok. A lot of our other content goes on to there. Um, and we've been – that's grown the most this year, obviously. I mean, that's, like, the platform, but that's grown uh, – we just hit, I think, 32,000 followers, which is... Dang! Yeah. Okay, okay. So slowly, slowly building. Yeah. Always the summer for us, when, obviously, when we're together and we're playing in events and we're just shooting, like, tons of content, for us is kind of like the... Those are the big month uh, months for us, and that's when we see the most amount of growth because we're also in person. Like, the thing about being overseas, too, is, like, people just kind of see us uh, on screen and stuff, but when we're actually on the road and we're touring... We do a tour every summer, like you guys got going on... Um, and we're in front of people, people see, they see all of our camera crew, or videographers, or photographers, and they're like, okay, well, they're asking questions, and then they go watch, they send it to their friends, and that's, you know, building the community at the events while also building our kind of digital platforms, too, is super big. So, like you said, yeah, the consistency is huge. Yeah, and like, like you're saying, the relatability, like, people love volleyball, man. A lot of people play volleyball. A lot more people play volleyball than people think or, like, that that, mm -hmm. that sport gets credit for. Um, for sure. So, like, I remember I posted, I was like, yo, Kofi and uh, Schwan, I don't know if you know Schwan as well, but, but 
they were in training at the center and I'm like, yo, let me film a volleyball trick shots video. Like, let me just do this. Let me put this out there. I hadn't done one yet. And uh, man, the video like blew up. Like I think that video has like over 2 million views on YouTube, which is like for YouTube, that's like, it's tougher to get the, the mills compared to TikTok. Cause people got to click. They don't just scroll and yeah, yeah. watch it for 15 seconds. They got to click that thing and then watch it for like, you know, it's a 20 minute video. So like, um, that that just made me realize like damn like volleyball content is under like you know if you look at basketball content you look at soccer content there's a lot of that but so not much volleyball content out there in terms of like that dude perfect style people playing for sure trick shotting it's not really you know it's not really as as uh shown yeah it's empty space i think joe you did we were putting together this um, like little presentation, but Joe, do you remember exactly the amount of people that play? I know you did some research. Nine hundred million people. Nine hundred million. <laughs> That's absurd. That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. It's so a, like it's one in amount. eight, one in nine people have played volleyball pretty consistently. Like that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. No, it is ridiculous, and there's such a vacuum of media. Like, like you said, other sports have so much, and ours just doesn't. And like, I just think of myself as a kid. It would be so sick. To go on YouTube and watch like volleyball content, yeah, it's just impossible. And like, also, it doesn't help that all the professionals are overseas, and so exactly that's a whole like, other barrier of like being able to see people that are actually doing things at a high level. Um, so we're trying to, we're definitely trying to change that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, with a lot of direction. Yeah. But like you said, super cool. Yeah, the content side of things. Uh, I was, I was checking out your channel too, so today uh in the past week so it's been uh interesting it's always cool to like just talk to other people who are in the space especially people who are so far ahead like yourself i always talk about people ask me like questions because there's a lot of people who just don't understand like the content the media space and you think of a company like barstool always people are like barstool that's kind of like the the model for any type of media company like that they took them like 20 years to get to the point where they're at right now so it's yeah. like this just slow grind um, yeah, the difference between a lot of people is just like, you know, like, especially like with myself, I just never like really gave up, you know, like I just, I started on YouTube in 2012 was when I uploaded my first video it was 10 years ago. Um, and for four years straight, you know, we're getting, you know, a video might hit 5,000 views if you're lucky, 1,000 views. And then, um, you know, just out of nowhere, like with the consistency and the, and the algorithm hitting in 2016, four years later, I was finally able to make it like a full-time job. So like, you know, like going off your so point, cool. it's so not cool. an overnight, really not an overnight thing. And there's yeah. going to be those lows, man. You're going to be like, damn, should I even be doing this? Like, <laughs> is this even worth it? Like I had three jobs, like balancing, just trying to do this YouTube thing and then just can't give up. Yeah. Jad, is there anything last minute that you want to throw in? Yeah. So guys, check out our website, boardballsport.com, where you guys can, you know, check out a product. We're also on Instagram, boardballsport. So uh, follow us up, man, and expect to see a lot of boardball stuff in the future. Sick, so Jad. Cool, Thanks for hopping on. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you, sir. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Appreciate and you good guys, luck man. with boardball. system. Let's go. Yeah. Out of system, baby. <laughs> Let's go, man. See you guys later. All right, so that was Jad. Um, super cool guy, as you guys can tell uh, from the interview. Super cool product. 
hoping that that thing can take off. It sounds like it has a lot of potential and might be my favorite version of like an off volleyball brand game, but I'm not sure. I haven't played it yet. Uh, From watching oh. videos of it compared to other stuff, it's my favorite so far too. I really correct. I, I agree. From watching I've, it, from watching it, I think the same. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I cut you off. I think you make for a lot of fun, and us living in LA this summer too. I mean, you not so much maybe, but yeah, we have a we'll, we'll be living out of Hermosa Beach this summer, being right there on the beach. You know, maybe we'll, we're going to be talking to them about doing some stuff. We'll see. We'll see what what's in the future for out of system in volleyball. But uh, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of him. J- Chad with a J, Jad, and uh, and I'm a big fan of board ball. So really grateful for him coming on. Like I said, he's one of the OG YouTube guys. So that's super cool. The fact that yeah, like he said, he reached out to us. Um, that's always super cool to see. I don't, I don't know how he came across it or anything, but dude, that's uh, like probably the first person to reach out and want to be on our podcast. And the cross net. CEO. He reached out. Oh, to us, oh he reached out. We have a we have a lot of people reach out to us, but we do one episode oh, okay, nice. a week. We we do one episode. Yeah, that a makes week, sense. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so we're like, I don't know. It's not that we don't want to have everybody on, but you know, in the future, as we grow, you know, maybe we expand on stuff. We yeah, turn yeah, we turn true. this into a live show. Eventually, it would be super cool. Uh, but we 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 have been consistent. That's something that we can oh, yeah, kind of yeah. pride ourselves on. Every uh, single. I know it is once a week. Yeah, but, but we get one out a week every every week every, at the same time. Except when Gage last week posted the audio from Dustin's. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> On Spotify, we were getting a bunch oh, of people Lord. writing in like it's the same audio. I'm like Gage, but that's the biggest Gage move ever. <laughs> well, also to be <laughs> like, we don't do the greatest job because actually thinking back on it. It's usually like two of us or like yeah. one of us sometimes or two. We could be a little bit better at getting all three of us on. That could be probably where we improve the most. And it's, some research going into to what the, the topics we're talking the, about. The issue is Gage is in charge of the podcast and everything. And so I tell him, like, send out a schedule before like weeks and then we can like book times and then we can book out guests a little bit that, earlier. That, that is, I guess we can partly say it's on Gage, but we could also say that that's our overseas scheduling as well. 100%. Like I just got what time? I'm just saying it's Gage tomorrow. to oversee it. At at the end of the day, Gage is the one technically job title wise. That's his. Would you rather have Gage or me oversee it? Probably <laughs> Gage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So there we go. We got our second best guy on the job. <laughs> but in but the future, I, we're getting off topic because I did have something that I need to talk about. I told okay, you. Okay. Yes. So. I really had to get this off my chest. I almost, I almost shot like an Instagram story about this because I was so mad. Um, but basically, I just watched um, Zana play in Brazil. They unfortunately lost um, in the third set. I think it was 17-15 or 18-16 maybe in deuces. Um, had a tough tape serve ace that happened in deuces. And then had a call where we had gotten a block and the ball clearly landed in. The line's been called in immediately, and the up ref called out and would not look at the ball mark, even though it was, like, right there, and it was, like, we had all rewatched it. We just rewinded it, and it was, like, very clearly in, Um, and it made me pretty frustrated because refs, and we talked about this. We had a ref on, and we talked about this with her, Um, but I still don't think that 
the bo- like I, I still have some things I need to talk about. And that is that refs oftentimes don't show the enough respect for the importance of the moment. And what I mean by that is like um, it's winter go home in Brazil. And these athletes traveled from the U.S. to Brazil on their own dime. It's not easy. And like it's a very stressful situation. And for you to not have enough, I guess, what's the word that I'm looking for? Humility? It might be humility. Humility or uh, to be able to be – Put your ego aside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And make sure that the call is right. Like this is not about you. And a lot of people also judge athletes in the NBA or the NFL or in any way based off their reaction. And I think to share some perspective to the people that aren't athletes, let's say, for example, LeBron James puts – I think they did – I think it was like a 1.5 million into his body a year. Yeah. So like say your name's Noah and you're watching this podcast. If your name's Noah and you paid $1.5 million a year on your body and you also missed your kids recitals, you missed all their games. You're on the road for 41 games in a row. You fly around in the world. You've been training since you were a little boy every day. You trained four hours a day. Sometimes you lift, twice a day, you wake up at five every morning, you do ice baths, you stretch, you eat the right meals. You do this, not, not five days a week, but 24 seven for 19 years. And LeBron's done it in the NBA and done it before his mom has driven him to tournaments since he was five. This is, and I, this might be overboard to some people, but for me, it's not because it's more than a game for us. And then you're in a finals and your legacy's on the line and your career's on the line and everything you've ever done in your life has been put you in this position and you get fouled and you believe the call's wrong and a ref's not even willing to listen to you. They treat you like, hey, no, 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 I saw it. It's like this. And I say, hey, that ball's on the line. Can you please just make sure that the call is right and go check it? Yeah. Like we have the ability now. It's not freaking 1940s. Like we have the ability now to get calls right. Why aren't we using it? Like we have the ability to make sure that this ball was not on the line. Put your ego aside. Listen, like show some respect for people that this is our life. Like we've said this before. Me and Joe are away from our families eight months a year. I got a girlfriend I do long distance with. I got a sister with two young kids that I miss a lot. I've got family and friends that I don't see for years. I haven't been in Hawaii for two weeks at a time in seven years. Joe, the same. Everyone, the same that's living over here that's an American or whatever your case is, you've made a lot of sacrifices to be here. And then you and then you react in a way and people are like, oh, why is it being such a baby? Or, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, you haven't lived the last 25 years of my life that I've lived. Like, yeah. I don't mean to, to like make this like, or what is the word dra- dra- dramatize or something like that? Uh, I don't mean I don't mean to make dramatize. this big dramatize. I'm not trying to dramatize the situation, but in a lot of cases it's pretty frustrating one for refs who just showed up and decided to ref this game and then just do with it what they want and leave and they don't have they don't pay the consequences for this at all. And you just booked your flights and flew for 40 hours and then it's like 
up to this guy and he's not going to check the line? Yeah. And he's like, yep, nope, I saw this. That's it. I saw it. And it's like, my brother, it's not about you. Just go look at the, the ball market's right there. Yeah. Just take your time. You can't take five seconds. I took 40 hours to fly here. You can't take five seconds to check this ball mark. This is a rant, and I want it to be a rant because it's super frustrating, and it, it hits not even so heavily for me, but I think just the athlete community and me seeing it with my girlfriend obviously hits hits home. I'm sure it's hit home for you at times, Joe. And like, yeah, it's worse for me when I see it happen to loved ones than it happens to myself. I can get over it. But when I see it happen to like a sister or a girlfriend or a really close friend, and I'm just like, I know what these people have put into this and they deserve more than you just to, to decide that because you saw it, the guy hit it 75 miles per hour. Don't tell me you're hundred percent sure. Yeah. Cause we challenged three balls already this game and you were wrong on three of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like rest, now that there's yeah. a challenge system, you, we see you're wrong a lot. Yeah. So don't, now you can't sit up there in your high horse and think that you've got the Eagle eye. Yeah. Because we've proven you wrong countless times now. So be diligent and like show respect to the people that have dedicated their lives to this and get the call right. Yeah. And if you're not going to get the call right, if you're not able to make the call right every time, don't hit us with this like almost this disrespect of like you're a peasant in a way. Like, no, 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 don't speak to me. Don't speak to me. It's like, <laughs> bro, like, this is a lot for us. Yeah. That was a rant. I wanted, like I said, I want it to be a rant. I want people to understand it. If you're a ref, please take this seriously. Like, because I think you earn a lot of respect if you at mm -hmm. least can hear people out and stop this, like, nope, don't, I'm not going to listen to anybody. This is the call because I get it. It's a defense mechanism and I get your position is hard, but if you have the ability to get a call, right, take the time and get it right. Like when people take 10 minutes and the crowd is booing, I get it. But at the same time, I appreciate that you're taking this seriously. Yeah. Because we take it very seriously. We're up every day training. We're up every morning, like doing what we need to do for this moment. And now that it's here, I'll wait 10 minutes for this to be right. Like, yeah. That's a small period of my life compared to how yeah. much of my life has been dedicated for this. So that was super frustrating to watch. And like, I feel for her. I feel for everyone that's in this position. I feel for athletes that can react in a certain way. I know JJ Reddick had on his podcast, he just talked about the Timberwolves celebrating and he got heated about it too, because people were like, wow, like great job. You made the playoffs. And it's like, no, no, no. Like this matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you don't know how much work these guys in the NBA do put in. Like they have every right to to like celebrate their wins and like feel emotion when something happens that they've worked so hard for. We're not there is the Kobe aspect where he's like, job's not done, job's not done. I'm not gonna like and that is a hundred percent a thing as well. Like I don't think you should prematurely celebrate, but I do think people need to gain this perspective. I'm not gonna rationalize people going out and and putting their hands on refs or any of those kinds of things. I'm not here to justify those, but I am here to share perspective of what we go through and why I don't think it's fair to judge athletes off of showing emotion in hot situations that matter a lot to them yeah. when you don't understand how much this can mean to people. And if you have a normal job, not a normal job, but if you go 
if you go to work a nine to five ish job, just put yourself in a position where you woke up at seven every morning of your entire life and worked for something and you've, and you're living in a different country and you haven't seen family or friends. You live alone in COVID. Yeah. And then all of this you're doing to try and be the best volleyball player you do. You can be, you put a lot of work into it and then you're there and somebody's like, no, somebody that like that hasn't, wasn't there with you in the gym. Wasn't there. The refs aren't in there. Aren't in the, I don't know. I've go to 24 hour fitness. I've never seen a ref in there at 5 a.m. working out to be the best ref they can be. I've never seen them watching film as much as a, as an NBA player, an NFL player, yeah. a volleyball player. So don't tell me that this is as important it is for them as it is for you. Cause it's not. And I forget where I was at in this, but the normal person can't understand that feeling of like, no, this is like wrong. Yeah. It's being, you're being yeah, like, yeah. and it's not in compare, not to compare this with like, the judicial system where you're getting wrongfully convicted. Cause that's a whole nother thing. But like just to shed light on the perspective that they should be having when you watch professional sports. And then maybe you won't start criticizing people for showing emotion in times where they feel like they thought one thing and someone else thought another, and they think that it should be their way. I yeah. feel like more people, if they were put in that situation would handle it the same or worse. One thing. Yeah. It's so tough to judge people off like a certain moment in their life or something like, when you judge somebody off that moment, because you really don't know like how everything led up to that point, like what got him yeah. to that point. Into... And the other thing is I had two complete opposite experiences, exactly it, the same kind of situation you were just talking about this season. One was a positive one. Probably the first time I've ever had the, in Germany, the German refs are really, they're, they're pieces of work. They don't like to uh, um, converse. They don't like to ask, right? But there's one ref I went up and I, I was like, please, please ask the down ref. It was, there was a play. I forgot what it was. It was right in front of the down ref. And it was so clear. Even the other team knew it. And I'm like, I was begging, please. And he was like, no, no. And then like the third time he's like, okay. He calls the down ref over. The down ref tells him it's clearly this, whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. And he overturned the call. I'm like, thank you. Like that's just, it just, and the other, Man, team, and the that's, other team wasn't complaining because they knew it. And that is so, so frustrating because yeah. you have help. Like in Zana's. Oh, I apologize for the listeners. I just dropped my mic. In Zana's case, the linesman had immediately gone in and the up ref never even looked. And it's like, why do you have that guy there? Like, he's only focused on the line. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what you're watching, but this guy's job is only the line. Ask yeah. your people that you have there. They're paying them to be there for a reason. Ask for help, man. Yeah. Freaking ego gets in the way of you getting the job done right. And this is getting in the way of people that sacrifice a lot to be here. And you're so selfish that you're just going to say, yes, no, I'm not going to ask for help. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, but at the same time we had, sorry, continue few, your story. But for, for me, I had the exact opposite too. Is like the refs in the cup final, they had their big server on the line. We were up by a large part in the fourth set to push it to a fifth. And we had all the momentum going. And their but their server just goes on a run, a couple aces, a couple just really dumb plays. And then they we hit an out assist the ball off service seed, and the net just comes down. And it was like a little delayed though. And we challenged like right after the play. And it was clear, like they they knew it too. Like they were like, oh frick. They were going back to service seed. The ref comes back like five it took him like four or five minutes to look at this play. Oh no, it wasn't in the middle of the blocking action. And everybody in the stands like, wow. what? 
it doesn't matter. He hit the net. There's no rule that, as far as I know, that says it has to be in a certain action. And it was a huge because they went on another three, four port points. Dude, oh man, and that's another thing that like frustrates me is they don't understand the the impact that it can have. Like, and that's not always on them because it's the timing is not always going to be perfect. But yeah, there's balls where I'm like, you didn't you don't understand that like that's their best server. Yeah, we side him out on the first play and you miss something, and then he rips off three aces, and that's always the case. Like when a ref blows a call and you're like, what? You're going to call that? And then boom, the other team's going to get through like a tape ace. Yeah. And you're always just like, it's always the case. It's always a tape ace after. And you're like, you know, this is your point. Like this guy's not serving. If you didn't call this lift or out of nowhere. So refs do better. I understand your job is difficult, but I don't, I'm not saying do better in a sense where you need to, call certain calls, yeah. but do better in showing respect to the players and do totally. better in showing respect to, to getting the call right over you protecting your ego. Absolutely. So ridiculous, man. It's Freaking tough. so ridiculous. In- Anyways, that is the outro. Our intro, I kind of had messed up. Me and Joe were going to do an intro af- actually after because we are running a little late. You can't double but I did Booyakasha. The bu- I did the Booyakasha. And then it just felt wrong doing another Booyaka show for an intro and then having one on when the guest comes. So yeah. we're closing it out here. Um, Joe, thanks Thank for being you. on. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, uh, big shout out, Dr. Price's Electrolytes. There's a new code, though. It's out of system, all lowercase, all the way across. Use that down below, all the information. Ooh, um, new code alert. No more 20. Uh, Amazon apparently changed their something to do with their algorithm or something so it's just out of system you get 20 percent off still on the electrolytes again go freaking try a bunch of pro athletes are starting to use them now that uh are reaching out and and are loving them and so we have lair command them big shout out dr price's electrolytes they're huge yeah i've been hammering them i've been hammering them they're a huge part of like everything that we do all the events everything that we're able to do um they've been a huge uh partner in that so really appreciate that go check that out uh, you guys know we're announcing the tour this summer. We're going back on tour next week's pod is pretty much going to be focused on that. Uh, I think in the intro, so we're going to be breaking down all that. What's to go with, uh, out of system over the next couple months. And like I was saying, we'll be based out of LA down Hermosa beach. Once again, we, uh, we got a house down there, so we'll be there most of the summer hanging out. So Make sure to uh, keep an eye out for us. And as always, go get that merch. We have some really cool stuff coming. There's still stuff on the store. Thank you for everybody who bought the limited exclusive drop. But Yes, that, thank you everybody for that. That's it from uh, Mike and I today. Gage will be on next week for sure. Again, this has been another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat presented by Out of System.